It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. Yo, welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is episode 73. I'm your host, Sean Lamont. On Twitter at 11thegoat. Joined tonight by my two bestest friends in the whole world, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox and TB James. Right before we started, I just smashed myself in the forehead with my headphones, so <laughs> off to a good start. Is that what that noise was? Yeah, right when you said one, I let go and they went <laughs> right off my fucking head. <sighs> Here we go. Well, that's a step in the right direction for this episode, guys. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty in your music city. These digits are crunchy. <laughs> Number munches. <laughs> 11.50 p.m. Giggle times. Should be a great episode. This is your... I was going to say, if this is your first episode ever listening to the Joint Practice Podcast, and you're still listening, stay with us. It gets better. Or worse. <laughs> this is the podcast for fans, by fans, like us. So let's get in to the playoff picture. Picture, picture, picture. Drop it. Powerhouse, yeah, they building up the dream scene. Sleeper teams keep trucking. Watch out for the six Playoff picture clearing up. Unlike Steven's eyes. <laughs> All right. After week 14, we going to look at the new updated playoff picture. One seed in the East, still the Ravens. Even though they lost, Patriots still the two seed at 10-3. and three. The Chiefs are 9-4 and four, is the third. Texans 8-5 and five is the fourth. Bills hanging on to that fifth seed. They took the Ravens to the brink, which was pretty impressive. It was surprising. Little surprising. Nine and four still the fifth seed, and eight and five are the Steelers. This week, Steelers, Buffalo are gonna duke it out. Ooh, Ducky Hodges holding it down. I believe that seeding is exactly the same. It could be. It might be. I don't know. The Patriots and the Texans losing this week. I mean, Pretty surprising. And the uh, Bills. Definitely, definitely the Texans losing. Surprising. Uh, always felt like the Patriots and Chiefs would be competitive, but Chiefs finally pulled it out. All right. In the AFC, still alive, the Titans at 8-5 and five are now tied with the Texans, and they still have two matchups. This week and then Week 17. That could get interesting. Uh, technically still in it. Browns, Raiders, Colts at six and seven. Broncos technically still in it, five and eight. I think you're looking at the Titans, Steelers, Bills, Texans. Yeah, those are the four teams that are most likely to make a run, and there's only three spots. I mean, those are yeah, those are definitely the teams uh, to look at. Huge step back for the Colts, though, this past week, losing to the Buccaneers. Um, I was shocked that that game went down the way it did. I felt like the Colts' defense is better than giving up 38 points to Jameis Winston. But, you know, that's why you play the game, I guess. Steven, how do you feel about this playoff picture? Uh, I'm more confident about the uh, the Texans winning that divisional spot than the um and the Steelers, I mean the Titans. We we respect um, Dave Breton, but even I th- I would take the Texans to take both of those remaining games. I'm sorry. I don't know what what Tennessee does well is not good for the Titans because they run the ball well, they can shorten the game, and they play very well on defense. The Texans' offensive line is absolute garbage. 
They have former Sanford High dropouts playing offensive line. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. It's just, I mean, it's it's amazing. Watson's the most hit quarterback like ever. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. That <laughs> the schedule has come down to them playing two games in the last three weeks, and you know, if the Titans find a way to sneak out those two wins, like puts them way ahead of where the Texans are, because I mean. Basically, those week fifteen, week seventeen, decide the way that this uh, division is going to roll out. Because if the Titans were to win both games, it doesn't matter what happens in week sixteen when the Texans play the Buccaneers. Because even if they win that game, you know the the Titans will still be ten and five. So, lots of stuff that could happen here in these last three weeks. Yeah, that's that's why I always like. When you get to the end of of the season, especially if you haven't had a great season because you're like, we could still make the playoffs if the Steelers lose, the Bills don't show up and the Texans have eggs for breakfast. We still have a chance to get in. That's always my favorite part of the year. There's like 11 scenarios and your team still might have a chance. (laughs) Exactly. I don't have to worry about this year. We're, We're 10 and three. We're like, you know, it's not a big deal or anything. We're just the number two seed. So, it's not a big deal or anything. For now. All right, moving over to the NFC. For the second straight week, top of this thing is all messed up. Because now, we have the Niners as back at the one seed. The Packers move up to the two seed. Third seed is the Saints. Fourth seed is technically the Cowboys. At six and seven. <laughs> Tied with the Eagles at six and seven. Fifth seed would be the Seahawks. Sixth seed would be the Vikings. And we would have the Vikings going to New Orleans. Seahawks to Cowboys still. Yuckety yuck. I don't think the Vikings want to play the Saints in the first round. Smells like the miracle in the bayou (laughs) to me. (laughs) Mandy, look away. Technically still in it. And surging, even though I said they'd fall off. So don't listen to me. Is the Rams at eight and five? Bears still in it, hanging on to hope at seven and six, and the Eagles six and seven are eliminated from a wild card. They can, however, still technically win the division, so that's why they are still in it. Yeah, I'm not really uh, hopeful about that. Talk about those teams, the Bears, where the Vikings play in Week 17, and wouldn't I hate to hear that narrative? Uh, going into that game. Well, just a few weeks ago, the Vikings were in control of their destiny, and blah, 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 blah. Not, not ideal. The Rams this week are playing the Cowboys, who just stunk up the joint uh, week in and week Let's out. Oh, golf. Yeah, so, good for you, but bad for me. Uh, I just... Friggin' hate watching the Rams right now because I know they're hot on our tail. Baby Jane, uh, you got the I, two seed right now. I was I was just gonna comment on on this race in the NFC for the uh, for the wild card, and I I think uh, between Vikings and the Bears, I think the Vikings have a much better shot. The Bears still have to play the Packers, then the Chiefs, then the Vikings. So those are three games that are not going to be cakewalks for them. I know that the um, the Vikings still have to play the Packers and the Bears, but they also play the Chargers. I think they'll beat Ooh, the Chargers. Depending on shows up. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll I mean, get into that in a little Green bit Bay, here. But, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, I don't know. We're sitting pretty at the two seed. I just, I don't think, I don't think the Bears or the Eagles make it. I think this, I think the race is between the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Vikings for those two wildcard spots. I mean, all these teams are just in the, I mean, you're in that zone. Like, you can't have one misstep because it's going to cost right. you everything if you screw up one game, you know, moving forward. So, yeah, it's uh, it's crunch time, and it's time to play, you know, the best football you have all season long, you know, week 15 and on. So the last three weeks are going to, I mean, shape this playoff picture and potentially, you know, remold it and make it look a little different than we had expected just a couple weeks ago. 
it's going to be a fun three-week stretch here because just in the last two weeks, we've seen how the most untimely loss can just flip-flop you from a good situation to I mean, the Niners dropped from the one seed to the fifth seed, and then a week later, they're back technically as the one seed. Yeah, we've just seen that like up and down and all around for a lot of these teams. You know, Packers go from... You know, a few weeks ago, four seed. Now they're two seed. And do they, like, as a Packers fan, would you rather see your team play the Seahawks or play the Vikings, like, now? Kind of a weird, uh, I don't know, like, for me as a division leader, like, even if, you know, shit were to go awry for the Packers, I don't really want to see the Vikings in a position where, the Seahawks come into Minnesota to play a playoff game. That sounds like disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, I, I don't want to play the Seahawks in a playoff game ever again for the rest of my entire life. I don't want to see that after that colossal fucking mistake of a game. I, I would rather play the Vikings for sure. It's just like a I mean, either game competitive could suck, conference right now. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter. Like even you think about the troubles that come from that wild card game. Never mind who you have to turn around and play the week after if you're victorious. Like there are some really good teams, um, and we even saw it last week. You know, seeing the the 49ers and the Saints play. Like who would have thought those teams could put up you know 40 plus points against you know each other's defenses? Crazy. I don't know. Like I, I literally don't know what to expect moving forward. <laughs> uh, it'll be a fun week, so let's get into those game previews. DB James, it's been a while. Time to get back on the horse and ride into the sunset. So here on the Joint Practices podcast, we like to break news. I'm going to start by breaking some news. Mitch sucks at football, and the Bears suck at football. Okay, this is a home game. It's a divisional game. As it sits right now, Green Bay's 3-0. and Chicago's 3-1 and in the division. To me, this is a very winnable game, even more so being in Lambeau. Um, I mean, the goal for this game has got to be the, um, or at least the game plan, it's got to be the same that it is every time we play the Bears. You look for short passes, screens, sweeps, anything to avoid Khalil Mack and the D. I don't think... Um, <laughs> I don't think Akeem Nix is playing. And the D meant the defense, the you say, not, not his winner. And the D. <laughs> Watch out for that big dick. And I, I don't want to just pass <laughs> over this without saying that Aaron Jones is going to be playing in the game. So I would like it if they would hand him the ball, let him run with the ball for multiple yards. Um, and then just have Aaron, Aaron Rodgers not get his knee snapped in half. We're going to need him. As we run towards the playoffs. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you would hate for your star quarterback to go down week 15 and then have to use a backup all the way to the Super Bowl. Nick Foles comes in, prays, (laughs) and then he gets Seneca Wallace to come back. (laughs) You guys remember Seneca Wallace. Two episodes in a row where I mentioned Seneca Wallace. Yo, man. I think this is... I have this thing about the Packers where they seem to play down to their opponents week to week. Every time. I just, I have this weird feeling like Mitchie football is going to go in there and just, he's going to have the game we didn't expect him to, and he's going to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. I'm not saying Green Bay will lose, but the defense will just, you know, make Mitch look good, keep them in the game for some reason. Just don't like the way they play down to teams, especially when it's a divisional game with so much on the line. You're currently holding on to a two seed. You need that first round by. You want that by. You're only a game back of the one seed at this point. You know, in that scene in The Ringer when Johnny Knoxville says he's really nice to Jeffy when Lynn around, Mitchie's really good at football in the first half. Mitchie's really, and then in the second half, he doesn't play well. And maybe it's just against Green Bay. Maybe it's just because he's not good at the game of football. But I don't worry about I don't worry about the offense as much as I worry about the defense. I mean, 
The defense is going to do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago's defense has been really good uh, so far this year. Have struggled a little more in the passing game than they have the running game. Chicago has won four of the last five games. Opponents haven't been stellar. Detroit twice. The Giants. They beat the Cowboys last week. Um, and and lost to the Rams. So that, that's their last five games. But, again, you know, having to play Chicago now, and I, I still say this, the Vikings having to play them week 17, they have to pull out all the stops. They, you know, they're in a must-win situation too if they want any chance at the postseason. And that's the worst time to play a team like this. Do I expect the Bears to outduel the Packers? No, especially in Lambeau. But there's, you know, there's always that chance. Like they're just, it, you know, like Sean said, you know, <laughs> if Trubisky just happens to pull a rabbit out of his hat and just have himself the game, it could be problematic and troublesome for the Packers just because if the defense, you know, has any sort of uh, a game plan against Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and this Green Bay offense, and they can slow him down, you know, you don't want to get in a slugfest with these guys right now, uh, the way that they play. And from the Packers' defensive standpoint, just can you shut down Allen Robinson? Because the guy's been incredible. He's like one of the best receivers in the league right now, especially at contested catches. So look for Trubisky to try to go there, you know, often if they're going to try to uh, make any sort of uh, an offensive ploy in this game because, I mean, he's going to be your big uh, your big target. I know Tyler Gabriel was a uh, – Tyler? Did I call him Tyler? <laughs> Taylor uh-huh. Gabriel. Yep. Um, Taylor Gabriel, yeah. He's been a little beat up. He's questionable for this game. So we'll see what happens as far as their options there on offense. But, you know, Green Bay's defense, despite what the stats say, I feel like they've played way better than they have. But they also do have a tendency to get gashed on the run. And when you're looking at the combination of uh, Montgomery and Cohen – you know, there's always that chance that you start giving up points. And, uh, there's always Kinkos. Yeah, looking mm-hmm. for Rodgers to lead your team. Trying to find a way. I, It's still baffling to me that Rodgers has only thrown t- 23 touchdowns so far this year. That's a really minute stat for him. Uh, and it's not an indictment on him either. Well, it's it more of... LaFleur is, you know, taking advantage of having running backs unlike yeah. McCarthy did. And, and, and again, like, you know, Aaron Jones, 12 rushing touchdowns this year. That's huge. That's huge. He has had a really good year. The yardage doesn't really add up to that, but they've kind of used the passing game to get them down into the red zone, inside the 10, and then they use a rushing attack in order to score. And... It's different, you know, it's refreshing for that offense because it's not, you know, everything's not on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. But this is a defense that you may have trouble doing that on. Yeah, and Green, I don't know if it's still the case, but last week Green Bay was leading the league in giving up plays over 20 yards. Like, I feel like that's that's been a theme for as long as I've been <clears throat> watching football. It's just Green Bay just gets beat over the top constantly. And I think they have a couple of issues as far as injuries are concerned in the secondary right now too, right? Like Kevin King has is a little beat up. Yeah, he hasn't he's missed a few games. I don't know I don't even think he played against uh Washington. I know he played against New York because he had a pick, but I don't yeah, I think he was out last week. I think both of these teams kinda a little beat up yeah like Kevin King's the only guy listed right now on defense uh, 
as far as the injury report is concerned for Green Bay. They have uh, Jimmy Graham and Geronimo Allison were limited in practice. But, I mean, as far as the Bears are concerned, I brought up uh, Taylor Gabriel. But, you know, like Javon Wims uh, got injured in that Thursday night game. He apparently was a a small participant in practice. Yeah, like these, you know, you got to feel good, though, about your team uh, now where both of these guys, the Bears, the Packers, they both have like five, six guys listed on the injury report. <laughs> That's good news this late in the season because usually everybody's beat up at this point. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. 11 and 3. Well, then I will go next because sounds like I heard a baby. daddy's got <laughs> duty. <laughs> Duty's another duty. word for poop. And Peter's another name for wiener. Exactly. Things you learn on this podcast. All right, so we'll start with the Eagles going to Washington to face the Washington football team. And the first thing I think of is, oh, I do not want my healthy Philadelphia Eagles playing on that field. It sucks. That field is so bad that the best player on Washington refuses to play. <laughs> like just That's how bad their field it. is. So, ugh. The thing... We're gonna. This is gonna be the theme of this preview for the Eagles. It's gonna be the injuries because we know Alshon is now done for the year. We Jalen Mills knocked up his elbow. I think Razul Douglas had a little bit of a hamstring or something leg related. Lane Johnson had that scary injury. I thought he broke his leg from the replay. It looked disgusting. Sounds like it's a high ankle sprain. He'll be out a few weeks. We didn't talk about this on Studs and Duds last episode, and I wanted to bring it up, so I'll do it real quick while we have some time. There were so many significant injuries this week, like a scary number of injuries. Calvin Ridley, uh, Rashard Penny. Oh, yeah, you mean around the league, yeah. Around the league, yeah. Like uh, Mike Evans, all these top-name guys like got hurt. Scary, like, that week was, like, targeted. So many, like, big-name guys sucked. And I'm not sure if, like, weather had a lot to do with it. And these, I'd be interested to see where everybody was playing. But it was so euphoric the way the Eagles won that last game against the Giants. Came back in regulation to tie it. Overtime, just ran the ball down the field. Ended it quick. And you're like, holy shit, Yes. You know, there's still a chance. This team still has fight. This team seems to be playing better with these younger receivers. All that kind of melts away when you see Lane Johnson's going to be out a significant amount of time. And now Alshon's done for the year. I'm excited the way Carson's finding chemistry with J-Jaw. You could tell by a couple of those throws. Even uh, some that aren't in the stat sheet, which was that scramble throw uh, where J-Jaw was in the end zone and Greg Ward just tipped it the last minute so it wasn't pass interference that was ridiculous in its own right but he's Carson you can tell he's trusting Jay Jaw now because he's throwing the ball up to him earlier in the year those tight windows to Jay Jaw if he even got on the field he wasn't seeing the ball he also gave Greg Ward props uh, Carson that is gave Greg Ward props after the game that pass Carson had cross field to Ward that was an almost touchdown was a thing of beauty. Dude, he was I really wish like he could have reeled that in. And then he spun out of there with that second effort. I was hoping you were going to bring up that play because I, I actually remembered Ward's name just because of that play. He's, um, but is he, he's the really young guy, isn't he? Isn't he a, either he just got signed or he's a rookie? I mean, he's been with the Eagles team like the practice squad the past three years. Was a college quarterback. So, college quarterback too at Houston. But now he's, I mean, he's, I guarantee if you go back to the preseason episodes of this show, you'll hear me saying Greg Ward needs to be on this football team. And my God, I was right. He's finally getting a chance. You know, it's due to injury, but he's finally getting his chance and he's producing on the field. I don't care what you say. About anybody else, 
Nobody was producing on this team at the wide receiver position. Now he is. He's earning that spot, and he's one of those guys that I really hope is around next year. At least gets a fair shot, you know, a good hard look in the preseason. Another preseason warrior that is going to be a big factor in this game. I think Doug Peterson is going to finally unleash his Darren Sproles packages for Boston Scott. Boston Scott. Old Boston Scott, the Sproles 2.0 pony that we going to ride to the sunset. No, for real. I want to get Boston Scott on this show. I love him so much. See if I can do a seven on sevens. That would be awesome if he did a seven on sevens. (laughs) He's five seven. I would freak out. Yeah, he's like an inch taller than me. Inch and a half, whatever. That's what she's five six with my shoes on. (laughs) Sproles is five six. Yeah, those are I'm the same sp- height as Sproles. I was gonna say I'm like the same height as these people, and when I see him on TV, I'm like, oh, look at that little guy, huh? I'd like to see you out there. That'd be funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> this fucking. At least guy. J.K. Scott's like nine feet tall. Yeah, but he's six years old. Carjack <laughs> Brennan. Carjack Brennan. <laughs> I want Carson to just continue the chemistry. Um, they're going to have to call up somebody from the practice squad. And I don't have a say in the matter, but if I did, I would like him to bring up two because Nelson still is not practicing with a knee injury. I think it would be beneficial to what these guys are building right now to IR him. Just put him on IR for the rest of the year. Worst case scenario, it's three games and then you're rid of him. What I want from the practice squad is there's a guy that was drafted by Washington, and then I, I don't know if they cut him, released him, practice squad, but his name's Robert Davis, and apparently he is a speedster. He's a good deep threat. Bring him up! <laughs> hey, also, you guys are playing Washington this week. Weeks ago, the Vikings cut Josh Doxson, if you're interested. Just saying. Nope, we're good. Okay. <laughs> but the the other guy is was one of my preseason favorites, too, is Mark and Michelle. Sony Michelle's brother. Sounds Bring like him a, up! Sounds Sony like a PlayStation. radio show. Very nice. She gone. All right. All right, I don't remember what I was going to say, so let's <laughs> move on. So basically... The Eagles need to beat Washington just to keep pace with the lowly Cowboys. Got to beat because the Cowboys are going to lose to the Rams. Mark that as my guarantee of the week, folks. Put it on the The board. The Rams will beat the Cowboys. Minus 30 points in the pick if it doesn't come true. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I will take those odds. All right. Yeah, so defense. They're going to have to remember what happened in week one when Terry McLaurin said, see you bye, like 14 times. They got to, how Jim Schwartz adjusted in the second half against the Giants, he needs to adjust right now for the first quarter. Run that. Don't let anybody behind you. It's a rookie quarterback throwing to a whole bunch of who's the what's it's and Terry McLaurin. He's throwing to Terry McLaurin and Mr. Irrelevant, literally. Oh, shit. Don't let him beat you deep. Wait for that rookie quarterback to make mistakes and get pressure on him. One of the big standouts I didn't get to mention on the last one from the Giants game was Josh Sweat. He was playing because Derek Barnett was in uh, inactive with an injury. He was all over the damn television. He was making plays, getting pressure. He's friggin' quick for a big guy. I want to see him get pressure. Turnovers. Last week, I really wanted the Eagles to blow out just so they could feel good about themselves, but I'm kind of glad they won the way they did. It's more of an emotional thing. Having to come back and then overtime. I'm hoping this is just... That lit the fire, and it's going to click for four quarters. I just want to see them dominate a team. It's been so long since we've seen the Eagles dominate a team start to finish. 
Well, they did play the Jets this year, but that was still ugly at times. I want to see 42 to nothing. That's all I got. Just yeah, hope Speaking of, uh, you know, getting that defensive uh, game in, we just shut a team down. Wouldn't it be nice to see the Vikings shut down the Chargers this week? Holy shit. We came real close. Almost got that first shout out in two years, you know, since we shot out Green Bay Packers. Two Never years heard ago. of them. Uh, listen, the Vikings are going to L.A. this week to play the Chargers. The Vikings are just 1-6 in six in road games that they've played in the Mountain and Pacific time zones under Mike Zimmer. That's not really an encouraging stat. Uh, headed into a, a week where, I mean, you got to win to keep pace with uh, everything that's going on in the league right now, in your conference, uh, in your division. This really is... Heads are falling off. <laughs> off <laughs> I was off. thinking it. <laughs> week in, week out now. You know, it's a, it's a must-win game. Um, you know, you. this is just a game that the... Vikings cannot look past. They have to be ready, committed, and just, you know, full tilt into this game. The Chargers might be 5-8. and eight. Hey, let's not forget, though, this is the exact same team that just beat the Packers a little over a month ago. Steven, remember that? Uh, my headset just cut out, but keep going. <laughs> yeah, this is a... <laughs> <laughs> A subpar team, record-wise, they do have the ability to, you know, turn in a good game. Defense has been pretty stellar uh, for the Chargers through the most part of the season. Really, their offensive struggles, especially down the stretch late in the game, has uh, led them to this 5-8 and eight record. You know, they've got... They have Philip Rivers. Okay, he's been one of the most prolific uh, passers in the league over the last few years, last ten years probably. You know, one of these guys you just don't expect. Hell, they passed on Drew Brees for this guy, so they must have saw something. You know, and it it has panned out. Just hasn't got them a championship at this point. But even now, you know, you think you got Keen. Keenan Allen, top uh, wide receiver threat for them. But don't shy away from the fact that L.A. probably has one of the best one-two punches, one-two combos at running back between Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. It just seems like, you know, it's Gordon, it's Eckler. Like, one of these guys just has, like, this ridiculous (coughs) stat game, uh, you know, week in, week out. Whoever it is that, you know, the the offensive plan works out for, you know, what they want to do against these defenses. Like, those are guys that you've got to slow down just to start out. So, don't let the running backs get going. Huge deal for the Vikings defense. Again, so we're in that position. We talk about Keenan Allen. All right, we have a... Xavier Rhodes injury, we have a Mike Hughes injury, so you're looking at injuries at cornerback, not great, don't want to see that, but Phillip Rivers has thrown 15 interceptions so far this season, that's a lot, so you think there might be some opportunity there for uh, the Viking secondary to make some plays, find a way to you know, whether it be by pressure, by coverage, whatever, force Philip Rivers to uh, throw up some passes he shouldn't, and then he can make a play on. Um, that, for me, is going to be the deciding factor in this game. Again, Adam Thielen looks like he's going to be a go, finally, this week against the Chargers. Let's hope he's 100%, because... He came back, played like two plays, and then he was a no-go for another three weeks. 
So let's hope that him coming back now is, yes, he's finally 100%. We're good to go. Love to see that in the offense. Um, I, you know, love the offense with him in there. And the things that they can do is the Dalvin Cook injury. Um, Madison is questionable right now. digs a little bit more, too. It would be nice, yeah. There's just so many more options uh, with him back in there. Makes things a lot easier for everybody else, but it puts yeah. you in a in a rough spot with that Thielen injury too, because it's not like you have um, the luxury of time to be like, you know, heal up, kid, take it like you're. We're it's getting down to the crunch, down digit, to the crunch, boys. Digits. We got you guys yeah. got to win these games, so the you you, that, you the want them in the playoffs, but you don't want to burn them up now, right? And the guys that have been there to, you know, replace him, you know take his uh his role uh they've done a, a decent job but it doesn't make it easy on the offense and so for them like if cook if madison if thielen are all 100 percent, yeah this could be a crazy game for the offense like they just have any and all plays you know at their at their beck and call like ready to go but again, just you can't overlook this game. You have to win this game. You know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We're coming down to the crunch digits, <laughs> as we said earlier. Um, you just, you know, this is a game you have to win. It's going to be a tough game on the road. Um, I wanted to bring up in the last episode that. You know, we talked about the Patriots losing. They had the longest home win streak. The Vikings are now in control of the longest home win streak in the NFL. Six games. Well, that's <laughs> What's not up? as impressive. As <laughs> Guess where week 16 and week 17 are being played. Um... U.S. Bank Stadium. Suck it, Packers. Suck it, Bears. I mean, we're going to win. I don't know why you're saying that, but... Got to take care of this game, though, in L.A., where... Well, again, I brought it up earlier on. You're 1-6 in road games in Mountain and Pacific time. So... I I don't think it's going to be easy. I think the Chargers are playing desperate. Because, you know, especially the the coaching staff, the front office, like these guys don't want to lose their jobs. So this is just one of those games that's like, you know, you're you're playing a team that just all they want to do is win. Doesn't matter what they, you know, what the game plan is, whatever. Just pulling out all the stops, and you gotta be you gotta be solid. Defense the way they played last week. If they do that again this week, then. I don't think there should be a problem because I think that the the way that this offense operates right now, it's uh, it's money in the bank. Show it what you think. That was an ultimate word, uh, snert. I don't know what to think, shoddy, because shoddies don't think. They just play with their stink. Hey. What's hey. up? Let's get to the big em. Hey, pick em, that's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain. Uh, picking spreads over under long shots. Ha! You know we got it cause our bank rolls on top. Already week 14 recap in the JPP pick em. Browns at Bengals was the first game. Browns eight point favorite, 41 over under. They hit the over. Browns won by exactly eight points. So that's good for them, right? Or does it have to be over eight? I don't know how that works. Technically, it's a push, it a push? If, you, if you bet on it, but I don't know how it works for this. <laughs> Just go with however you want. That you point or well, not. you can either take away one <laughs> point from me or give another point to the public, or two points to the public. So That's up to you. Just, it's perfect the way it is. Everything <laughs> in life is a miracle. 
I think it's a push, honestly. I don't think any of us win, right? Oh, I certainly Somebody look that up Take real quick. Take away all points, yeah. Nobody gets the over either. So that's it. No, the over counts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I had the over. The public had the over. Both get points. Steve, this is where things start to get fun. Lions at Vikings. Vikings nine-point favorite, 42.5 over under. The Vikings cover the nine and get the under. I'll take the three-point play. Steven hit the Vikings. Steve tried the reverse juju and it didn't work. And the public gets a point two for taking the Vikings. I'm really good at my job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you put your spaghetti goes on backwards, you'll notice that the Washington football team <laughs> played the Packers. Packers were a 13-point favorite. Couldn't get the Both job done. Both uh, Steven and the public were banging the Packers over. <laughs> Should have picked They second. lost. Should've they didn't cover. Ooh, me and Steve went with a reverse juju. Whatever Steven picks, we picked the opposite. And it worked. Washington under. Three-point plays. Final game was Monday Night Football. Giants at Eagles. Eagles nine and a half point favorite. 46 over under. This was an under game. The Giants covered reverse juju for me and Steve again. Giants under. Public and Steven copied each other and went Eagles over. We should let Steven pick first every time. Yeah, fuck you guys. (laughs) He's the lead dog. He should go first. You're the lead dog. That's the way it is. Updated standings, though. Steven is now tied for first with the public at 66. And after my monster 10-point week, I am at 63 points. Steve still had a good 6-point week. He's up to 57. Wow, Steve, good job. Within striking distance. Three weeks to go in the regular season. We picked the playoffs, too, so it's all good in the hood like milk. Let's get to week 15. Browns going to the Cardinals. Browns are a three-point road favorite. Over-under is 48. And Steven apparently has put all his picks in there already. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. My bad. Bold strategy. Cotton. Steven, I guess you're taking the Browns in the under? Yeah, give me me the Browns. That's going to be... The Browns are going to win, but I don't think they're going to score 48. Not by a mile. Give me f- 21 is the over-under. I'm still going under. Hmm. And the public is on the Browns and the over. Soup, how you feeling? Sticky? Dicks. Uh, <clears throat> this feels like Cardinals and over game to me, Cotton. <laughs> Listen, something's up with the Browns. Something's weird. Sometimes they get up, sometimes they get down. Sometimes they gotta gotta get up to get down. I hate <clears> everything <throat> about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta get up to get down. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying the Browns don't cover. I'm saying the Cardinals win outright. Kyler Murray is gonna put on a show. Kyler are gonna win like twenty four to thirteen. I'm going Cardinals under. Yeah, well. Literally, all of us are different. Yeah, just like the people of America. Somebody is going to get a three-point play. How's that? Unless they push. Browns win by exactly three. Fucking boom hour. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next game, we're going to go Vikings at Chargers. Vikings three-point favorite on the road, 45 and a half over under. Steven, why don't you go ahead and spoil it? I'm going to take the Chargers and the under. No, I'm not dumb. I got the Vikings and the over. Big surprise. This is going to be three points. And Vikings over is also for the public. <clears throat> I am going to take the Vikings as well. If swell. But 
I'm going to go under because the Chargers are rather underwhelming. Yeah. I like the Vikings, too. Yeah, I know. I'm also going to pick uh, pick the over. Damn. Vikings are going to put up some points Ooh. on this. Uh, yeah, Vikings are going to put up some points on this Chad's defense. You watch it. Overs. <laughs> Next, we got the Bears at the Packers. Packers, four and a half point favorites. 41 over under. Dude, in Lambeau, give me the Packers. Give me the over. A hundred times. You know the public's going to take them too, right? Public did take Packers and over. Way over. Damn, I almost have the same picks as the public. the Bears. Why not, right? (laughs) Packers win by a field goal. Bears cover. Over as well, though. 41 is way too low. Field goal hits the post Mm -hmm. twice, but goes in. Just right. 21 to 17. Packers under. Well, then the Packers don't win because that's four (laughs) points, you bonehead. (laughs) 24. (laughs) 17. Whatever. Yeah. Low scoring affair. Last game of the week. Eagles at Washington. Eagles are a four and a half point favorite. 40 over under after their devastating comeback, rocking the state of the New York football giants organization. (laughs) Eagles are playing Washington and they're four and a half point favorites. So, hey, give me the racist. The public. You know what I mean? (laughs) Take the bad field, worst team, and over. I don't know what I just did, but I fucked it up. Uh, also take the Eagles and the over. Uh, Eagles will win by a touchdown at least. 40 points is way too low for any two real football organizations. So why did I type under? <laughs> over. I went over. <laughs> I'm going to regret this next week. You watch. <laughs> You're going to be like, well, I said over. I did. <laughs> yeah. 40 points. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. Yep. Especially the way this team gives up the deep ball. They love the deep ball. There's a reason I'm doing this, and I'm not going to explain it, so if you don't know, you're dumb. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Washington over. <laughs> if you don't know, you're dumb. <laughs> Damn, so I got 12 points this week? Okay. (laughs) Not 12 points. Bet against them last week and it worked. So we're going. (laughs) We're rolling now. Six. All right, guys. Here we go. Wrapping it up. Into a nice little present put onto your tray. Okay, okay. Wrap it up. All right, thank you for joining us. Episode 73 of the Joint Practices Podcast in the book. Catch us on Twitter at Joint Practices. I'm at 11thegoat. Steven at StevenJPP. Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox at the Knox says on the Twitterbird.com. Email us Joint Practices Pod. Joint Practices Pod at gmail.com. Send us an email. Come on a show. Talk about your team. Talk about the Titans. Talk about anybody. Yeah, seriously. Uh, keep sharing the podcast with your friends. Keep answering Sean's requests for questions on Facebook and Twitter. We love having some kind of interaction. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Blueberry. If we're not on a platform you want us on, just tweet us or email us. Let us know. We'll get on there. Uh, like I said, keep sharing the, the podcast, but leave us a rating, review, and subscribe so you get every episode right away. I get the most fun part of the segment every single week. Bean pod. If you <laughs> like to use the Twitter bird, this week you can use you the hashtag bellybuttonlint. That lets us know that you're listening 
to this episode. Boy, I would love to hear anybody that uh, listened to this episode this week. With that hashtag, would make my friggin' day. Amanda, you don't count. Uh, but yeah, hashtag belly button lint. Yeah, you know, be great. It's fun about I just this want, podcast. Like, I just want to get a random tweet from somebody that I've never heard of before, just using that hashtag, and they're just be like, "All right, it's all worth it." But what if the tweet was like, "Hitler did nothing wrong." Hashtag belly button lint. Would you still be really pumped about that? Or <laughs> I just want like a hashtag belly button lint, like one of those weird puzzle things that's going around social media that's like Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. My favorite thing about this podcast is when I get to the bottom of the Google Doc and I see these stupid hashtags. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's just a dumb one or if he's going to replace it. And it, no, it's just usually a belly button loop was up there. That's like top two of the best hashtags we've ever had. We're just lucky Sean's not on drugs anymore. Yeah. These would have been way worse. They're probably not legible. Like <laughs> totem pole skull or something. What's that? No, one of our obscure family members is listening to this right now. You know Sean was on drugs. Yeah, he's doing hepatitis. He's doing eczema. He's doing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> go, Pat, go. Skull Vikings. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, we out. Oh, dickhead. <laughs>